Hi, this is Derek from Atlanta. Unlike Bob, I am a former law enforcement officer, but I still enjoy listening to a practical show by a practical guy. You're listening to the Handgun World Podcast. I'm Bob Main. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. And welcome to episode 554. This is a practical show done by a practical guy, and that is me. I just try to keep this real. I am your everyday guy. I'm not ex-law enforcement or ex-military or a fancy gunsmith or a gun writer or industry insider, part of the media, none of that stuff. I am just a regular dude taking my Second Amendment rights very seriously. So I want to talk about five by five by five this week. And this episode is brought to you by Concealment Solutions, makers of fantastic holsters, customer service outstanding. Right now I'm wearing a Cobra outside the waistband holster. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. And the uh, the hybrid holsters and the 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 uh, Mag carriers and everything over at Concealment Solutions. The Black Mamba has been one of their most popular holsters. Check them out, concealmentsolutions.com. You get a 10% discount by using the coupon code HANDGUNWORLD. So yesterday I was doing some competition. I was competing in AASA. That's that's actually becoming a very, very fun match for me. It's my favorite. I got nothing against IDPA or USPSA. Um, I'll give you the reasons why I don't shoot USPSA around here. It's because all their matches, almost all of them, are on Sunday. And uh, for me, Sunday is the Lord's Day. It's a day of rest. It's a day of really not doing too much except some household chores. I do this podcast every Sunday and that's pretty much about it. And uh, I don't really consider this work. I kind of consider this fun time to do this podcast and talk to all you guys. So that's one reason, but I love USPSA. Another reason is I, I like IDPA because it just seems to be not so much about speed and, and running and moving, but it's more about accuracy. Now, don't make no mistake, I like to run and shoot and move and shoot. I've always been a firm believer. I, that's what I've taught, and that's my belief. Move, then shoot. Move, get off the X. Do not make yourself a target. Get away from the whole situation. Then if you still have to defend yourself, then shoot. I think that USPSA, from my liking, emphasizes that a little bit too much, whereas IDPA is more of an accuracy game. But what I really like about AASA is it seems to combine both. Now, it's not a nationwide club, I don't believe. Um, and if you don't live in San Antonio or Houston or 
South Texas, you probably never heard of American Action Shooting Association, but they kind of put IDPA and USPSA together and were shooting 90% steel targets, which is also fun. And some of those steel targets are pretty small. Uh, so it's quite challenging. And sometimes they put those little small t steel targets out there 12 to 15 yards away. So it's there's a lot of challenging accuracy that goes on in this competition match. So afterwards, when we were done, I was shooting with Ben Branham and my good friend Mark Giles. I asked Ben, I said, why don't we stay when the match is over and why don't we do a little bit of filming for the Shooters Club? So we did that. So I'm going to talk about 5x5x5. Five by five by five. I'll talk a little bit about it here on this episode. And then for all of you who are Shooters Club members, if you choose to support our shows, both of us, my show here and Ben Branham at the Modern Self-Protection Podcast, you're going to see videos of everything that we did. Ben said he's going to have the first one posted by next weekend. By next weekend. So by the time I do episode 555 you'll have the first Shooters Club video, and then the next one will be a week after that. So within the next two weeks, a couple of new videos coming up. If you're not a member, please get signed up. ShootersClubMembers.com ShootersClubMembers.com By the time we get these two new ones, I think that's going to be about 87 or 88 videos. Ben just put up a dry fire class, all on video. So if you want to learn how to dry fire and, and more effectively practice dry fire skills if you join the shooters club for only eight dollars a month or 75 dollars every year you can watch ben's dry fire class and learn a lot from that i already have i watched it and i learned a lot so check that out at shootersclubmembers.com so what do i mean by five by five by five we set up a target at five yards and we shoot five shots inside of a five inch circle. So five inch circle, five shots at five yards. How fast can we do that? Now, it's not easy to do, but it's an excellent drill. It's an excellent skill to know because I'm a firm believer that the first person out of the holster and puts the first two or three quality hits is most likely going to win the fight. Now, let me say something about civilian gunfights. First of all, I've never been in one. Thankfully, I've never been in one. But I have been on John Correa's ASP channel, the Active Self-Protection. I have watched a lot of the gunfights and listened to John's expert analysis and John was a guest here on this podcast a couple months ago you can go back through the older episodes and listen to those and what I have noticed is it seems like civilian self-defense encounters take place in that five to six yard range and it sure looks like most of them end within about five rounds and I really believe that if you can put inside of a five-inch circle all of your rounds inside of a five-inch circle, if you can shoot that and you can get out of the holster and you can do that at five yards consistently, I think that's pretty good for most non-professional shooters. And I do not consider myself a professional shooter. 
So that's the drill. That's what we did out there. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, this show is also brought to you by Keeper's Concealment. Spencer Keeper's at Keeper's Concealment, his whole team over there, they are the leading authorities on appendix carry. I think you've heard me talk about TACCON, the Tactical Range Master Tactical Conference. I took Spencer's classes twice at the Range Master Tactical Conference. One year, I did his live fire appendix carry class. Fantastic. The next year, I attended his lecture. I think it was two or three hours, I think, something like that time frame. And he broke down everything that he talks about in appendix carry in a whole lot more detail at the lecture. But what was really cool is the year before that, we got to actually train with him in his appendix carry class. And I was I was basically blown away by how much he knows. And his holsters are designed just perfectly for appendix carry. I own two of them. And check them out over at keepersconcealment.com. Keepers Concealment. Spencer's been a guest on this show many times. And also CCW Safe. They're an affiliate. It's great protection. If you carry a gun, you need it. You need to have legal protection. You get a 10% discount. KC10 off is the coupon code. KC10 off. Once again, that's Keepers Concealment. Dot com. So Ben and I had the target set up at five yards. I was using a Concealment Solutions Cobra holster outside the waistband. That's how I carry very often. The next time I do this, I am going to use my Keepers Appendix Carry holster, and I'm going to do the 5x5x5 five by five by five drill from Appendix Carry. Now, I'm going to say I did not shoot this drill cold. I had a competition match warm-up, which was about 105 rounds of drawing and shooting. And we shot five stages, so I had to draw five times and, uh, and then shoot the uh, targets for the competition match. So I guess you could say I had some practice. The big goal of mine is to shoot this cold. You know, the problem is, is you can only shoot it one time cold. And then once you shoot the drill once, you're no longer shooting it cold. So it it's hard to practice doing it cold, but I'm going to do it. Because think about it. If that unfortunate day comes for you or me, and again, I always say this, I hope the day never comes where I have to use my handgun in self-defense or any gun long gun, rifle, shotgun. I don't want to use any of them if I don't have to to defend myself, but I will. I will use it if I have to. And it's my intention to be fully prepared. We're all survivalists, you know, think about it. If you wear a seatbelt, you're a survivalist. If you carry a gun, you are a survivalist. If you own another freezer in your house and you decide that you're going to fill up the your secondary freezer with frozen food you are a survivalist if you have a small garden you're a modern survivalist so think about that so you got to be prepared i was in boy scouts back when boy scouts was you know it was awesome at that time and uh i almost made eagle scout fell a little bit short but what was the boy scout motto be prepared 
So if that awful day comes that I have to use my gun in self-defense, I want to be prepared. And I think one of the first things to do is to master coming out of your holster, drawing out of your holster. Now, your concealed carry holster. As I've mentioned many times, I normally carry outside the waistband because outside the waistband, I can conceal very well with the proper holster and belt. And I carry small guns, medium-sized guns, large guns outside the waistband. I also often carry appendix inside the waistband from all Kydex holsters. That's what I have, all Kydex holsters. So that's the way I shot this drill. So when Ben said, let's do this, and he hit the buzzer, hit the timer, I thought, okay, if I can do this, or shortly before he hit the button on the timer, I thought, okay, if I can do this in less than four seconds, I'm good. Clear my cover garment, draw my gun, five shots into a five-inch circle at five yards. If I can do that in less than four seconds, I thought, that's pretty good, Bob. So Ben hits the timer, beep. The first time, I was at about... 3.64, something like that. And I thought, oh, hey, all right, good. 3.64, that's that's cool. The next time he hit the timer, beep, 3.85 seconds, and I missed one. I only put four inside the five-inch circle. So I thought to myself, concentrate, Bob. You can do this. Concentrate. You can do this. Be smooth, be fast, get that front sight on that five-inch circle quickly. And I'm thinking to myself, Bob, you're only at five yards. You, this is nothing. You can almost point shoot this thing. So Ben hit the timer, gave me one more beep. I put all five in the five-inch circle. Ben turned the timer around, showed it to me, 2.96. That is my personal best. By far, that is my personal best. So I've proven to myself I can do it in less than three seconds. Now here's the challenge. I'm not going to brag about that very much because the first two were almost four seconds. The key is going to be consistency. So now that I've proven to myself that I can do it in less than three seconds, now here's my next challenge. It was not cold. I didn't shoot it cold in less than three seconds. I had plenty of warm-up. So what's going to be my goal? Well, with practice, my goal is going to be never to be above three seconds to consistently below to be consistently below three seconds. You know, I think that's pretty good because if you think about it, in order to do that in three seconds, my first two shots were probably in less than two seconds. All right, so that's that's where I want to be. If I can draw from concealed carry, clearing my, clearing my shirt, getting my gun out of my holster, and firing two to three rounds, if I can do that in two seconds, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm good with that. I think I can probably get myself out of any really difficult situation should I have to do this. Again, I don't want to do it. 
Folks, if I go the rest of my life and I never have to fire my gun at another person, I'm okay with that. Besides, it's just still fun to practice, even if it's something I may never use. It's fun. This is fun stuff. How many of you believe in fun? How many of you listening to me right now believe in having fun? You know, if you're not having fun doing this, you're not going to do it very long. Shooting is fun. It is a lot of fun, and it's a great release. For me, it's a great, it's a great escape. It's a good release for me. So that's what I like about it the most. And it's a good skill to know, of course. But now my goal is going to be to shoot it cold in three seconds. Let's see if I can do that. That's, that's going to take me a lot of practice. Okay, that's going to take a lot of dry fire practice, I think. In fact, I know it's going to take a lot of dry fire practice. I'm going to watch Ben's dry fire class on the Shooters Club again. And I'm going to watch that. And I'm going to keep practicing. It's going to take a lot of practice sessions going to a local range where I'm a member. I'm a member at a local range here. The same range that where they have all the IDPA matches here in the San Antonio area. It's going to take some practice going there. And uh, shoot it cold and then shoot it about another 7 to 10 times after I've had a chance to warm up. Get that time down to under 3 seconds consistently. See, consistency is the key. And we all know, what do they say? You know, you're only going to be half as good as you were during practice when when the stink really hits the fan for real, right? Is, don't you think that's about right? Let me know. I think I'm probably only going to be half as good if I have to use my gun for real because of the nervousness and the tenseness and the absolute pandemonium freaked out, you know, situation that I'll be in. I'm only going to be half as good. So what does that mean? Well, if I can draw right now, if I can draw my, uh, my out of my concealed carry holster from under a concealed carry garment and in slightly less than three seconds, put five rounds in a five inch circle, that means it's going to be five or six seconds if I'm only half as good, Right. So that's not too good. That's not too good at all. So my next goal then is going to be, well, how, when can I get this down to two and a half seconds consistently? Which might be four to five seconds in real life. And then how can I get this down to two and a quarter seconds consistently? And let me tell you something, folks. If I can get this drill down to two and a half seconds and I can do it in two and a half seconds consistently cold or with practice if I can do that I'll be very satisfied I'll be very satisfied with that but for now no way my time shooting this thing cold was almost four seconds not good enough not good enough so I got to work on that but that's going to be probably for the next three or four months that's going to be my goal uh, what's really cool is this doesn't really take much ammo you know, ammo prices are high. It's hard for us to afford the prices. It's hard for some of us to even find it. Fortunately, I did a lot of stocking up in 2018 and 2019, but I've already used half of that stock that I, that I accumulated for two years. But you're only going to practice this drill and shoot five rounds. So a box of 50 rounds, is you can practice this drill 10 times for one box. And I think this is 
one of the absolute most important skills for a concealed carrier to practice and to train and then learn to be good at it. And then once you get good at drawing and putting five shots in a five-inch circle at five yards, then the next key is to move and do that. Move and do that, which is what Ben and I have taught for years in our Beyond Concealed Carry classes. I was always amazed at the transformation. People who never thought that they could move and shoot. I used to like to talk to students after the class was over. And I always like to ask them a simple question. Did you ever think that you could do this kind of stuff with a handgun? And 90% of them said, no, never thought I could do this. But after a couple of days taking our class, sure enough, they could do it. People can learn quickly and they can get up to speed quickly. But then I often wondered, okay, we successfully got them moving and shooting and making good hits on target and doing it fast. But once they leave our class and they go back home, how much are they going to practice these techniques? And that is also a very important it's, it's probably the most important thing. Repetition is the mother of learning. You got to practice it. It's like anything else in life. You know, shooting is, is just like learning to shoot well is like anything else in life. You have to get training. You have to practice. And you got to be consistent with your practice. And it is a perishable skill. The skill will diminish or go away if you don't keep up with it. It's like anything else that you want to learn. So... That was always a wonder that I had, a, a thought that I had is, you know, Ben and I spent two days with our students and it was just fantastic class and people were doing things. They were shooting and doing things with a handgun that they never thought that they would ever be able to do for real. And then how much are they practicing? What are they doing with these skills once they leave our class? That's why I say so much on this, on this show, go to competition shooting. Go take training classes. Find a range where you can draw and shoot and move and draw and shoot. Find a range that will allow you to do that and become a member there. Pay their fee. Become a member there. But competition is so good because most of the time, even if you're not a member of the competition club, you can shoot there, by the way. You don't have to, you don't have to be a member to shoot. They welcome new shooters. They welcome all people. As long as you can prove to them you're going to be safe. And it's, it's $25, great practice for $25 and about a little over 100 rounds of ammo. You'll be amazed what you will learn and what you'll be able to do. Things that you normally cannot do on a public range or square range, whatever name you want to give to that. But I hope you agree that you got to have fun doing this. So don't put too much pressure on yourself. Would you, would you agree with me on that? Don't put too much pressure pressure on yourself so if you do this if you draw from conceal carry clear your carry clear your cover garment get draw out of that conceal carry holster fire those five rounds and slow down be slow at first go slow don't worry so much about the time if it takes you six seconds okay it takes you six seconds or seven seconds or whatever that's your baseline. Establish your baseline. My baseline, I established, 
I can do it cold in about 3.8 seconds. That's my baseline. After a couple times practicing the drill, I got it down to 2.97. But 3.8 is going to be my baseline. What's your baseline? Go do this. Go practice it. And do it with the gun that you normally carry, folks. Don't, don't, don't do it with anything else. Pick a gun that you normally carry or that you carry often. And do it with that gun. Go practice this drill. Get a, get a baseline. Get a place to start. It's like losing weight. The first time you get on the scale, that's your baseline. And then you try to go down from there. Same thing with shooting. The 5x5x5 five by five by five drill. It's an excellent one. I didn't invent it. Ben didn't invent it. I don't know who created it. But it's a great drill. And it's something that a lot of skills need to be practiced. I mean, think about it. You got to draw. And drawing from open carry or drawing from a competition holster is not the same as drawing from a concealed carry holster. And you got to do it safely. Finger off the trigger till you're ready to shoot. No accidents. Dry fire this. Practice it dry fire or with snap caps or whatever at first. Make sure you're not pressing the trigger. Doing it safely. Then you got to have the skills of getting on target, aligning your sights. Do you need your sights? Well, let me tell you what. This is not very difficult. Five yards is not a very long distance. Fifteen feet, that's not very far. If you have decent skill level, you probably, you know, I'm going to go ahead and use the bad words, all right? Point shooting. There, I said it. Point shooting. Bad words. Some people think, oh, bad words, bad words. You know what? The better you get, use your sights first, folks. Use your sights. Use your sights. Use your sights. Practice that. You need to know. You, you, can't, you can't do this instinctively if you haven't mastered using your sights. But you'll get good enough if you practice enough. You'll get good enough to where you can probably put some rounds into that circle, that five-inch circle, before you completely get your best sight picture. I noticed a couple times I had two rounds inside that circle before I got my best sight picture. And then when I had the really good sight picture, I drilled the other three inside that circle. Again, one time I missed. I only hit four out of five. But I've been doing this for a while. And I've done it a lot. And I've absolutely lost track how many rounds I've shot since I started shooting and carrying in 2005. I've lost track. I, I, I can't count that many rounds. I can't keep track of that many rounds. But it's a lot. But get your baseline. Get your baseline. Start. Start by doing it. You've got to start somewhere. What do they say? The journey starts with taking the first step. The journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. That's right. That's what it was. Or if you're driving it, the journey of a thousand miles begins by starting your car and driving that first mile. So start your car, folks. Go shoot. Practice this drill. Start your car. What can you do on the 5x5x5 five 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 drill? What's your baseline? 
and then you got to just keep practicing. It's also not a bad idea to have somebody videotape you so you can watch yourself. Putting yourself on video is huge. That's a very important thing to do. And so if you can get somebody to videotape while you're doing this. Speaking of video, this is all on the Shooters Club. So to all Shooters Club members, you're going to see myself and Ben practicing this 5x5 five five drill. So again, if you're not signed up, go to ShootersClubMembers.com. ShootersClubMembers.com and get signed up so you can watch this and many, many other excellent videos. But you can watch yourself. You can play it over and over again. You can diagnose maybe what you're doing correct, what you're not doing correct, what's going on, how to improve, what to do. All kinds of good reasons to put yourself on video. And if you don't want to show it to anybody because you're embarrassed or whatever, then don't show it to anybody. But at least show it to yourself and watch yourself. So practice that five by five by five drill. And by the way, a lot of you who have been members of the Shooters Club for many years and PayPal cuts you off, there's another way to keep your membership active. PayPal is seriously anti-gun and they didn't like what me and Ben were doing, so they cut us off. So your your membership might not be active. You may log on and see that you can't view anything. So you're not going to get charged by PayPal anymore, but you do have to sign up again. So we have emailed you links on how to get signed up again. You can use your old login, but then once you put in your old login, it's going to ask for you to sign up and register again before you can view anything. So next I want to talk a little bit about de-escalation. It's real tempting. A lot of us, you know, some of us have short fuses. And it, it's real tempting to burn up those short fuses when something bad starts to happen. Remember, as gun carriers, we need to be the most responsible people out there. Um, and it changes us. It changes you when you carry a gun. It gives you a whole new outlook on things because you're carrying something that... Um, has the ability to put deadly force on somebody. So you have a higher degree of responsibility when you choose to carry a gun. And I believe you have a high degree of responsibility to de-escalate the situation. So keeping our ego and our temper in check is what's very important. And Texas just recently became one of the many states in America that now has constitutional carry. You will have constitutional carry September 1st of this year, I believe, is when the new law is going to take effect. Now, I'm 100% in favor of constitutional carry, meaning that the Second Amendment, that is your concealed carry license. You don't need another permit besides the Second Amendment. Unfortunately, still less than half the states in America honor that. Second Amendment right. I'm going to say this in addition to what I just said. If you're going to be one that's going to carry starting September 1st without taking a class and getting any training, you please beef up on your responsibility. Please become responsible at the bare minimum.
get some safety training. And don't automatically think that because you've been shooting all your life that you're as safe as you need to be. Don't think that you automatically know how to properly de-escalate a situation. If you go to my website, handgunworld.com, and you go to the search bar and type in de-escalation, I've done some shows on this topic. So do that. Go to handgunworld.com. Listen to my material. Ben and I also have de-escalation material on the Shooters Club. It came straight from our Beyond Concealed Carry classes that we teach. But get responsible. If you're going to be a constitutional carrier, please be responsible. Because, you know, we all talk about guns and ammo and all this kind of stuff. Well, let's talk about ammunition for a minute. If you're not responsible, if you're not doing the right thing, you're giving ammunition to the anti-gunners. You're making it easier for them to justify restrictions on our Second Amendment rights. They love nothing more than some irresponsible knucklehead with a firearm that does something bad and done something wrong because then they can point fingers and say, see, see, look at those people. Look at those crazy nutbags. Look at those gun nuts. Look how dangerous they are. We need to stop them. So think about it. If you're irresponsible, if you're not safe, you are actually part of the problem because you're going to give ammunition. You're going to give an argument to the anti-gun people. And I don't think you want that. I don't want that. And if you're listening to this show, I don't think you want that either. Every state that has constitutional carry, there's no problems with it. So, my fellow Texans, let's not be the first state to have a problem with it, okay? That's all I'm saying. Otherwise, carry on. And carry every day, carry often, Carry everywhere you go because you can't carry a cop. So do what I do. Carry and carry everywhere. Get the right holster. Get the right belt. Get some practice. At least some safety training. Carry a quality firearm with good ammunition. And you're going to be set. Okay? That's it. For this episode, that's pretty much what I wanted to say. Before I go, I got to tell you that my voicemail, 210-646-1727, is still active. 210-646-1727, if you have any comments about this. Lately, I put a Facebook post out there, kind of testing the waters a little bit, um, trying to find out if people are still getting some benefit from my show. Most people said, yeah. Yeah, keep going, Bob. I was thinking about going to number 600, episode 600, and then taking a break. But I guess I'll keep on going. So far, the way it is, everything seems to be going well. I'm going to keep doing every week, coming out every week. Uh, This is episode 554. So, been doing this now almost 12 years, folks. Started in August of 2009. But it seems like people are still enjoying the show and getting something out of it. So I'll be around for a while. I guess I've always said as long as people keep listening, keep getting benefit. And the most important thing, as long as people keep supporting this show, 
helping out a little bit financially too. I just paid all my hosting fees and a bunch of other expenses associated with doing this. So help keep me afloat, folks. So if you're doing that, and as long as that keeps going, then I'm going to keep going. With that said, remember, folks, shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day, and I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Good.